single back Mahomes. First and 10 on his own 17. Long, he's got Hartman wide open. 50, 40 foot race, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Kansas City as Hartman slings the ball into the section behind the goalpost. An 83-yard touchdown strike by the NFL MVP. Let's head to the phone lines right now to be joined by one of the top sports opinion makers, a true television star, Fox Sports 1. First things first, Nick Wright joins us on the show today. Nick, how you doing, my man? Doing great, man. Chief season starts Sunday. Since Mahomes got here, season starts AFC title game 0-1-1. Devastating disappointment. 1-1, really hard to swallow. 2-0, we hold a damn parade. So let's get it. Nick, I have to be honest with you as we kick off this conversation. You always make fun of me for being nervous about things. This well, is I know you're of, picking the Ravens. I'm not I picking mean, the Ravens, but I'm just going to tell you why I'm worried. This is one of the few times that I think you could say on paper that the other team is better than the Kansas City Chiefs. They were top five offensively this year. They have the number one scoring defense. They're at home. They're the healthier team. There are a lot of boxes to check for Baltimore in this game. But on Kansas City's side... Yeah. I mean, I watched your show, and you were 100% correct. He is the greatest underdog that we have ever seen in the NFL. 11 times the Chiefs have been underdogs since he has taken over as a quarterback. They are 8-3 and three straight up. They are 9-1-1 one one against the spread. Even despite all the advantages that Baltimore has, I just can't get it in me to pick against Patrick Mahomes in a game of this magnitude. So I, I think you're obviously on the right side of it. I, I want to be clear. I do not feel about this game the way I felt about the Miami game, which I thought was going to be impossible for us to lose, or the Buffalo game that, you know, I told you I thought they were going to win by 10, and to be honest, they should have won by 10 if not for the McCall fumble at the goal line. Uh, this is a more than worthy opponent. This is the team with the best resume in the league well-rounded they've got the quarterback that you know played the it was playing the best ball of his career you can at the very least say that uh however one spot that i think people have wrong about this game is i don't think baltimore has the better defense i think kansas city does so baltimore this year they have the number one scoring defense 16 and a half kansas city's number two is 17.3 but kansas city's defense has survived despite not forcing turnovers. They were fifth fewest in the football, 17. Baltimore's defense has lived forcing turnovers. He was 31, the number one in the league. I don't think Mahomes is going to turn the ball over because he doesn't turn the ball over in the playoffs. And so if the turnover battle is even, the Chiefs are at a huge edge. I Additionally, I think the Chiefs are going to have the reverse game plan that they had against Buffalo. Buffalo it was will give you everything except for deep shots over the top. I think against Baltimore, they are going to sell out to stop the short stuff in the running game and trust the best cornerback duo in, in the league, Snead and McDuffie, to be able to handle Baltimore's slightly, at this point, overrated receivers one-on-one on an island, and you just hope Snead doesn't commit more than one defensive pass interference penalty. So I think this is a low-scoring game. I think this is a defensive game. And this is the other part about a low-scoring defensive game, and it feels weird to say, but it's true. The Chiefs have the more reliable kicker. 
Justin Tucker this year has not hit a single field goal from more than 50 yards out. He's 0 for 4 on those attempts. Butker's only missed two all year, and one was with a deflated football in New England. And so I like our edge in the kicking game. I like our edge defense slightly. And I do think it's going to be a struggle to move the ball because of Baltimore's linebackers and Kyle Hamilton and everyone. But I trust Mahomes to make just enough magical plays and Rasheed Rice to look like the better of the two rookie receivers between him and Zay Flowers. So I like the Chiefs in a low-scoring close game. Right now, we're talking to Nick Wright of FS1. I mean, two places that I think Kansas City has an advantage is, one you just mentioned with the defense. For as good as Baltimore is, they don't have a star offensive player other than Lamar that you don't feel you can stop. Not at running back with Justice Hill and Gus Edwards. I'm with you on their wide receivers. I really like Zay Flowers, but with how Kansas City has done against wide receivers, not worried about him in this game, not worried about Odell Beckham. They don't have a star player like an Amon Ra St. Brown or Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, that I think could just go out there and beat you and win this game. And to the point of Kansas City's offense with how they've run the ball so far in the postseason, I feel very confident about Kansas City's ability to run on Baltimore. I mean, I, I, I saw San Francisco run the ball against them. I saw Miami run the ball against them. I saw the Rams run the ball on this team. I feel confident that Kansas City can on Sunday. So, yeah, the Joe Tooney being out, you know, is obviously a big problem. He was the only first-team All-Pro on the offense. Uh, but that is a spot where – at you, Nick Allegretti, you, you feel decent about that. Where you get really nervous is if another offensive lineman were to go down during the game where you're already very thin. Uh, here's something I'm curious about. The, we talked about this off the air more than on the air on the show today, which is will Mark Andrews coming back be good or bad for Baltimore? Because Wilds was just basically positing the idea that Lamar not having Mark Andrews kind of forced him to diversify his passing options, if you will. And with him back, will he start zeroing in on him when Lamar has been playing better without him? I don't know if that is, you know, what's going to happen, but it is an interesting thought. The other thing is this, I just, the, the Ravens and I, this, they've been blowing people out because they're awesome. So I'm not taking anything away from there. I don't think they're going to blow out Kansas city. I trust Kansas City in a close game way more than I trust Baltimore in a close game. And Baltimore, I think, you know, doesn't have nearly as much experience in a close game. And so, I, and I know that Patrick said that the Ravens were one of the two stadiums he's had to use a silent count. But in that game, the Chiefs scored 35 points and he threw for almost 400 yards. So the, having to use the silent count was not exactly something that really slowed him down in that game. Right now, we're talking to Nick Wright of FS1 and First Things First for a couple of minutes. Nick, I'm seeing a lot of people make comparisons to the Super Bowl, and it certainly makes a lot of sense. Like, there are a lot of comparisons between this year's Ravens and last year's Eagles. Where do you put this Ravens team in in ranking them against the other teams that the Chiefs have played during this postseason run? Or not this postseason run, but during this dynasty run? Oh, wow. Um so I think the best team the Chiefs played was the 2018 Pats. Um, I think the second best team was the 2021 Bills. And I think that uh, this Ravens team is third. I'm just kind of going through it all quickly in my head. Yeah, this Ravens team would be third. The Niners in 2019 would be fourth. 
and the Eagles in the Super Bowl last year would be fifth. That's where I that's where I stand on it. Do you have a list? Yeah, I was thinking about it. I actually probably would put that San Francisco team just as number one. Like that team was super complete. And I know they had Jimmy Garoppolo as their starting quarterback, but I I would probably rank that Niners team one. I actually probably would put this Ravens team second and that Patriots team from twenty eighteen is third. That Patriots team, man, was really something else. Uh, and I know in the Super Bowl they didn't score, but they – and I know the Chiefs defense sunk that year. I, I don't know. It was – Brady was still really, really, really good. It was Gronk's, you know, last year in New England. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I mean, listen, this, the thing is, is I, I, I do think – that Lamar's one weakness is what Spags is going to want to do. Lamar's one weakness is if you send the house at him. And Spags didn't really get to do that against Josh Allen. I think you just have to deal with, if you get hit over the head for a few big plays, you just deal with it. And I think you, I think this is a game they could sack Lamar four or five times. I really think you can force some big Lamar mistakes in this game. Right now, we're talking to Nick Wright of FS1. Nick, it feels like Lamar is at that same place that Jokic was. Like, I've heard your commentary enough on Jokic, and I thought for the most part it was fair. Hey, Jokic is really good, but I got to see him do it in this spot. Well, eventually he did it last year. He proved that he was the best player in the NBA. They won the championship last year. I kind of feel like that's where Lamar is. Obviously, no one's going to consider him the best quarterback in the league, but there have just been so many questions about Lamar. And if you only got two postseason wins and you got him against Ryan Tannehill and C.J. Stroud, it is still very fair to have questions about you and how you perform in the postseason. I feel like a lot of those questions get answered if Lamar plays really well against Patrick Mahomes on Sunday. Oh, well, all of them get answered. I think a lot of them got answered this past weekend. I mean, I don't, I don't think, listen, there's active quarterbacks, active starting quarterbacks who have played in the Super Bowl. It's Goff, Stafford, Burrow, Mahomes, and who am I forgetting? Rodgers, I guess. There's one other obvious one that I'm forgetting. Um, but, like, it, oh, Jalen Hurts. Um, it, Russ, if he's still a starter. Jimmy Garoppolo is not a starter. Like, it's not like there's a lot of people that are going to be able to say they've gotten further than a conference championship game. Nobody other than Mahomes and Rodgers have won an MVP. I, I think other than Lamar. I think that what he needed – was at least one awesome playoff game, and he got it. So, yes, this would – you know, I said this on the show. I don't know if you disagree with me. I, Lamar, the moment he accepts his MVP in a week and a half, he becomes a Hall of Fame. Like, he has two MVPs. Like, he's going to make the Hall of Fame. I, I don't think he has that much else to prove. What I do think beating Mahomes would do is it would be instead of there just being a clear-cut best quarterback in football and then a debate for who's number two, I think Lamar would separate himself and the debate would start being about who's number three. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm taking a look at the list of guys who have multiple MVPs. So it's Steve Young, Kurt Warner, Montana, Mahomes, Unitas, Favre, Brady, Rodgers, and Manning. Jim Brown's the other one. I'm 100% with you. Now, I don't know if Lamar could just retire tomorrow and be a Hall of Famer. I feel like we would have a lot of conversations and debate about Lamar, but you're right. I mean, if at the end of your career, if you have two MVPs and you've had 
the overall team success. I know they haven't won yet, but he has like a, a 60% win percentage. I'm with you. No, that Lamar is certainly trending on being a Hall of Famer. I think his win percentage is over seven. Like, I think it's over 70. I mean, I, I think it's his winning percentage is bananas. Like, uh, I think Lamar's career winning percentage might be third all time. I think it's Mahomes, Brady, Lamar. Um, yeah, and so you're right. He doesn't have the postseason success as of now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, and so I, I just think he needed to – he really needed not to lose or fall flat against Houston, and he didn't. They, 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 they was scary for a half, and then they blew the doors off him in the second half. Right now, we're talking to Nick right here for a couple more minutes. Last two questions, Nick, and I'll get you out of here. I got to ask you, Chiefs win if, Ravens win if. Chiefs win if they don't turn the ball over. I mean, this team still is, I think they're now 11-1 and one or something this year when they 10-1 and one maybe, when they just don't lose the turnover battle. And the one loss was the, uh, the Lions game when it was a pick six. So that, you know what I mean, that, that that's almost two turnovers. I think we talked about that last week. Ravens win if uh, they score 28. Um, and, you know, that's, that's kind of a cop-out. Ravens win if I'm wrong about the Chiefs defense having answers for Lamar because I don't think the Chiefs offense is going to score a bunch of points in this game. I, I – the – I do think that the Ravens linebackers will be able to slow down Kelsey. And then we're really, really relying on Rice and, you know, MBS and others. I also, by the way, would, would keep, I know it's hard to do, but I wouldn't get rid of McCall Hardman. I would, he does add a dynamic element of speed that I think is helpful. And I don't want Tony the last time Tony, you know, was out for six weeks and we put him in a game was the first game of the year, and that went disastrously. So I don't want that. Nick, I'm certainly with you there. I mean, if this team is going to win, I mean, last week they got 90 yards from MVS and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire combined that you're not going to win this game solely with Mahomes, Rice, Kelsey, and Pacheco. You're going to need one or two other players to make a big play. So whether that's McCole Harbin, maybe Justin Watson has a big catch on third down. He did that a bunch this year. I'm with you. They're going to need probably two other offensive pieces to have a decent day. Yeah, I mean, the, I do think Pacheco's going to have to have a, a, a huge game. I, I think Kelsey could really be held in check in this game. Um, and I think Rice is going to have to have a big game. And then you just really need, like, two other plays and or Mahomes to have, you know, a couple of those playoff patented great scrambles that he seems to be the best in the world that I've ever seen in the playoffs at those exact plays. Nick, I'll get you out of here with this last question. I know you have Kansas City going to the Super Bowl. Who do you have them playing in the Super Bowl? You know, I, I'm going to go ahead and go with the last game is the first game, that it's Detroit-Kansas City rematch. Uh, I think that uh, Niners are right now a touch overrated, particularly with Debo either missing the game or if it's a shoulder injury, the style he plays, he could go, you know, be in the game and then be right out of the game. I obviously don't trust Purdy, but what I do think is this, I think Sunday's game is the Super Bowl. I think the winner of Chiefs Ravens is winning the Super Bowl. And I think that the best game left of the season is about to be Chiefs Ravens.
it'll be far more competitive, far more compelling than the Super Bowl. And that is Nick Wright joining us on the show today. Catch him every day on FS1 and First Things First. Joining us on the show today for my money. He is one of the top sports opinion makers in the world. Nick, I appreciate you, my brother. Thanks a lot for hopping on today. No doubt. Thank you, C. See you guys.